Welcome, everybody, to Biscuits and Groovy. Yep. We're getting biscuits, we're getting groovy. My name's Tyler. Yep, and I'm Alex, like always. Mm-hmm. Nobody guests, no guest appearances this time. No. Yeah, like always, I'm Tyler, you're Alex, but not like always. We listen to the sword. Yeah. Like never before, and like never like again. Never, like we'd never have. Yeah, and we'll never again do it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, maybe we will. Do we do the sword again? I just thought about that. Would we go back and do bands we did earlier and like redo them? Like, would we ever do all them witches again? Um, you know what I'm saying? That was the first. Yeah. Like the first well, so th- I actually had that thought this week as well because I guess I'll, go, I'll give a uh, spoilers for a few weeks from now. If or not, well, not if when Harry Styles releases third album, we're gonna do Harry Styles the next <laughs> week. When I, next week, I get to choose we're, unless you choose him. I'm picking him because I was like, you know, three albums is enough to get a good taste for somebody. Cool. Third album's coming out this month. Um, and I'm a big Harry Styles fan, but let's say down the road that he has like six albums. Then we got to do it again. I'm like, I, I don't see why not. Yeah, that makes sense. But because all the witches came out the new song, did you see that? Yeah, they're doing their, their Baker's Dozen, so it's called this year. Every month they release a song, plus an extra bonus one in December. So they're doing 13 songs, 12 months. It's a cover song this week, which is weird. Interesting. Yeah, but I've liked uh, half of them so far. The other half, not so much. Mm. It's okay. Mm. No, can't can't knock him mm. for experimenting. Yeah, I guess whatever. But this week was the sword. Mm-hmm. They've toured with all the witches actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. I could see that. All the witches open for the sword. Um, yeah. I could definitely see that. In fact, the the bridge pickup in Ben's guitar and all the witches was given to him by Kyle Shutt from the sword, actually by Kyle Shutt's guitar tech, and it's a Kyle Shutt signature pickup. It's called the Wild Kyle. It's by Seymour Duncan. That's wow. that's some niche knowledge that I have yeah, tucked away in the back very, of my brain. Wow, dude. that's pretty wild. Yeah, that's cool though. That's a cool little story. Given to him in Salt Lake City, actually. Oh, Salt Lake City, baby, giggity <laughs> on Halloween. Wow. Yeah, that, that's that's the extent. That's all I know about it. Oh, that's a cool. Little, that's a cool little tidbit. Yeah. Well, what do we got? Your your songs first. No, your songs first. Really? Ebba. Ebba Throne. Oh yeah, you're right. Ebba Throne is in their first or second album. First one. Okay. Age of Winters. Yes. Ebba Throne. Ebithron. I don't know how you, how you stress it, as whether it's Ebithron or Ebithron. I think it's a name of a fictional character. Okay. Let's well. find out, though, while we're listening. All right.
There you go. Yeah, just riffs on riffs, baby. That's it. Riffs on riffs with compressed loud guitar. And yeah. Bass. Now, yeah, nice thick bass. Nice little drum solo in the middle. Yeah. That thing sounds like boulders just tumbling Bold. down a mountain. Boulders. Yeah. Nice, nice boulders. boulders. Yes. Um, I mean, vocals are not going to be a high point for me, I, I think, throughout the whole discography. Sure. They're kind of like, I'm trying to think of like what, um, it's, I think it's Megadeth that I'm thinking of, where like when they were kind of becoming a band at the beginning, they were like, well, if we're an instrumental band, nobody's going to listen to us. Like no instrumental band is going to become the hugest band in the world. And that's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So one of us has got to sing. And I kind of get that that vibe from, from this band. Okay. Like I've seen them live. I saw them live with um, Chris actually, okay, years ago in Salt Lake, and um, I kind of got the vibe because they, they're both the singer and there's another guitarist. They both kind of take lead duties or kind of like dual lead sometimes, and it seemed like like he really enjoyed the guitaring more than the singing, in my mind. Yeah, but that's just conjecture. But like, I guess what I'm saying is, like I think the lyrics and the singing are kind of just because you have to have something. You can't like you can't just be an instrumental band and have any sort of major success. Yeah. And so if you're looking to have major success, then that's what you gotta do. You gotta have yeah. a singer. Unless you're like a composer. Yeah, but yeah, as as far as in the rock and roll world. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, there are the obviously Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, there are the exceptions of people that had good yeah. instrumental careers. Um and made lots of money doing it. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It's cool though. Rock and roll, baby. Yes, it's very much rock and roll, heavy metal, stoner metal, uh, doom metal. Maybe more rock. Maybe yeah. not so much rock and roll. More like yeah. rock. It's like rock. If you think about rock music. Uh huh. This is more like they probably like Slash. Okay. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to. As opposed to like Eric Clapton. Okay. Which yeah. Probably like Eric Clapton too, but. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I was looking through some of their their interviews and stuff. Black Sabbath. Yeah, is, that's, yeah. A, that's a good bit. Yeah, and see, and see, a lot of people call that the beginning of metal. Yes. So, That'd like, be the, the, yeah, the definitely not a rock and roll band. Right. You know what I mean? The Beatles are a rock and roll band. Yeah. Like Black Sabbath Stones, is a rock band. I would band. say a rock and roll band. Yeah. Black Sabbath, a rock band. I would say Led Zeppelin, a rock band, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, um, I would say they tried, I don't know. They were, more, they're more, they're more like right on the edge there a little bit more. They got some folk in there, band. too. Yeah. yeah there's and, this... and later in, in the sort of let's see some folk influence. Okay. But, but at the beginning, they're significantly within that rock metal, mm-hmm. not the rock folk. Well, like yeah, and Cashmere for mm-hmm. Zeppelin and stuff like that. Very like rock song. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right or immigrant that. song. Yeah. Rock mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. I would say Black Dog rock song, not a rock and roll song. Yeah. The tones come a little different. Maybe that's the the. These are very metal tones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, compression uh-huh. being the the big thing. Compression and fuzz. Yeah. And where, distortion, I'd say. Yeah, distortion pedals. That's before. Before the day of distortion pedals, um, and maybe it'd be interesting to, if you were to put the same four dudes for like Zeppelin and nowadays and see what they could. Sure, do. yeah. If they were born in say the '90s, yeah, and they are, were in adulthood now, or you know, in the past few years, yeah. and they had that technology, yeah, what would they have come up with? I don't know. What kind of a band would they? And, be? Would they, and being having listened to what would have been around in the '90s and 2000s, as opposed to you know the '50s, right? Maybe there would have been no rock music in general. Yeah. Who knows, yeah, man? Whatever. Um, yeah, rabbit hole, baby. Mm. Well, let's keep cruising along, guys, because... <laughs> mm. yeah, I like that. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
we're gonna we're, we're going to play. We're gonna, we're gonna stop playing songs after 2015, and they released a bunch of other stuff too after that. Um, for five more years, there's a Low Country, there's a live album, and then Used Future and Conquest of Kingdoms. And so okay, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna kind of hit the early days. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I mean, I will talk about Used Future at the end briefly, just because I think it's such a funny like looking at having having been a fan of the sword since probably 2008 for me. Okay. I listened to them, but like. I remember when Apocryphon, I think their fourth album, so came out fourth, fifth album. I can't remember which one it is. Um, twelve. And I loved that. Like I, oh, consumed that thing. You ate it. Yes, ate it right, like like cheese, like cheese, like a block <laughs> of cheese. Um, it was delicious. But um, I remember when when Youth Future came out and the lead singer, like I guess, was kind of a douche on. Like social media, like fans would be like, "This is a weird metal album," and he'd be like, "It's not a metal album." Like he was like so adamant that it's like, "This is a rock album. This is not a metal. Like we're no longer a metal band," kind of a thing. Mm. And people would just troll him. <laughs> like, and that was the funniest thing. That's kind of so, funny. but yes, yeah, but, but currently cool. we're they're a metal band at this point in their chronology. Okay. Yeah. Move on to the next album, right? Or skip an album? Yeah. No, just next one. Gods, gods of the earth. Okay. Gods of the earth. The sundering. Okay. Yeah. This is my first pick. Okay. All right. Here we go. short one yeah it was cool right mm-hmm. yeah just in and out uh, i love i think it's a good riffs. intro um and yeah it's, it's intro it's the first song yeah. first song in the album right i think it's really cool how it, um some little like little guitar playing yeah the <laughs> intro and i think it goes back to what you're saying too that they you know maybe they don't want to sing yeah maybe not nah, yeah i think i think on every album on there were at least some uh instrumental songs yeah. and i think that kind of with them as as with many many um 
metal and rock bands like this that take themselves maybe too seriously as far as like I mean, you know, if you're if you're naming your tracks The Sundering and you're naming uh your album's Gods of the Earth with another song called Fire Lances of the Ancient Hyper Zephyrians, you know what I mean? It's like you kind of have this this whole story you're building. Okay. As as an audience I'm kind of gathering that and setting a stage is kind of a, a good way to cement that image. Sure. Like, yeah, we're gonna use this one of the, the opening track as an instrumental to set the stage of a story. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Um yeah, you can't you can't just come out the gate with with the first event. You got to set the stage for the first event. Yeah. You got to give give the uh, setting, and set the time frame. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I mean, once again, across the board, same kind of stuff. Compressed, distorted guitars. Very distorted guitars. Very chuggy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Power chords, baby. Yeah. Power chords and and then I'm sure they whatever they tune whether it's like open C probably or something like that. Yeah. That low that low string is just droning and everything's in whatever key that that string is <laughs> you know if you're a drop c everything's in c minor do you think he switches guitars out um Never. live i'm sure they do just keep things tuned with such you know low tuning and, and aggressive picking i'm sure they have to you know have probably two guitars at least but I, I would bet at least within an album they probably have at least probably the same tuning um, i mean you never know you know i mean stuff like let's go back to led zeppelin they had some you know they'd have dad gad songs in the same uh, album is open standard and stuff like that, and it's like it just depends on what what kind of song, song you're going for. And I'm sure I'm sure a lot of these chugging ones, like the standard, the sword songs that are just like we said, distorted, compressed rock songs with lots of riffs. Um, same same tuning, I'm sure. Probably probably open C or C standard, even maybe the whole thing is tuned down mm. two steps. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I never really got the whole drop tune. I get I get yeah, tuning yeah. the whole thing down, but having those like the scales, like your your minor pentatonic scale, like that has to be cemented in your brain. And if you're suddenly throwing throwing me a, a curveball, I mean like yeah, the low strings actually gonna be tuned down relative to everything else. I'd be like it just it messes me up. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't play, but I just, yeah, I don't I don't get it either. But we're also not metal guitar players. Yeah, so. hey. I try in my spare time every once in a while. Yeah, just chug that. I don't think I could even. Ugh. I bought new tubes though for my amp. I tell you that. Cool. I tell you, yeah. They're in short supply these days. Yeah, dude. Uh, go to Guitar Center right now, and they have a shitload of them apparently. How weird. Um, but they were yesterday when I showed up. They got the green light from the manager to start selling again because they don't want to run out. Yeah. And so, but oh, man, they're more expensive than they yeah, used to be. I of course they much. are. But yeah, Russia is not sending us tubes anymore. So where are they coming from? Like that's that's where all our tubes I think we're coming yeah. from. Period. Who knows. Um, yeah, Russian world's a crazy place. World's it affects the things in strange ways. So maybe we should get in on the tube business right now. Maybe it might be a good opportunity for the the Tyler and Alex. Maybe we start a little side, side tube business. Let's see. We need we need to buy a furnace and learn glass blowing. That'd be tough. How how fast do you think? Okay, so say if we hired a glass blower, <laughs> um, find a guy around here that knows how to blow glass. Okay. How many how many tubes do you think you put out? Like a if we eight hour shift, we paid him. <laughs> There's no idea, dude. <laughs> I mean, I I was always raised to give an answer. Oh, if you don't know an answer, something just give your best guess. I don't know, fifty, fifty. I don't know, dude. I feel like you could do a lot. I mean, that's how what I'm saying. How long did it take? Like. I'm sure that that in modern days it's all computerized and and automated, but 
Whoa. Like maybe we so can we look up we should look up uh, next song. I'll look up to see if yeah. there's an automated way to blow, blow glass, glass tubes. Yeah, and then but then there's a lot of technology and shit like that we'd have to put into it. I feel like we'd see get some child labor. Sure, yeah, there's what's wrong with a little child labor, you know? That's I'm thinking. It's like if Russia's not doing it, right, you know, yeah. or China's doing it, we should Yeah, seriously. We could do it private. Gotta keep up somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't and if it's to. what's that uh I don't think what what um comic comedian was, he's like it's like, you know, I feel like I could get away with, with child labor if I just brand it as a summer camp. It's like, <laughs> yeah, sure. it's a summer camp where you make the same t-shirt all oh, summer long. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, you're in my basement where it's hot and humid and you're stamping t-shirts. That's, That's a summer camp. That's what we're doing. You're learning how to do t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. It's true. You could do that. I mean, I don't my next you could one. do that. But Warp Riders, baby. My favorite song of theirs. Oh, okay, cool. I think this riff is groovy. Okay. A lot of the riffs in the song are groovy. Night City. From Warp Riders, and this one is definitely a concept album. Okay. We'll go into it. it's way cool. Sick, cool. Let's play this song. <laughs> Where the losers win. 
Okay, so I'm going to read this little thing from their lead singer about this album. Okay. So this is what you'd technically call a concept album, though I describe it as more of a soundtrack to a story I came up with. All the songs are about aspects of the story, but they don't cover every detail from the beginning to end. It's a science fiction story, and it deals with heavily with themes of light and dark and perceptions of time. One of the main settings is a planet which has experienced tidal locking, creating a site of perpetual day and a site of perpetual night. The reason for creating a narrative to base the song around was essentially to provide an interesting and very lyrical subject matter with a core theme to tie it all together. So yeah, it's about this planet. One side of it always faces whatever the sun, one side faces away. And this has created differences of like culture and different peoples that are, you know, one is attuned to night, like nocturnal living. One is attuned to having no night time. So they've lived, lived uh, you know, changed their way of living accordingly. Mm. And I th- if I remember right, like it kind of goes into somebody from one side who like some kind of prophecy that he's supposed to go to the other side and like fulfill something. Mm. Once again, very, very nerdy, kind of like we get back to like Mastodon. D and D action. Yeah, for sure. They, they, I'm sure they love some D and D. At least, at least the lead singer. Um, but yeah, they're they're definitely take themselves a little too seriously, which is fine. You think they take themselves too seriously? I mean, as far as like relative to other people. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? As and a band. As a band, yeah. Um, and maybe that's just my, like, uh, subjective viewing from, from a worldly point of view. You know what I mean? Like, sure. That's maybe being cynical. It's like, yeah, a lot of people out there that are successful sing about very shallow, like, low depth sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll sort of thing. It's like, maybe it's a little bit different to sing about knights and dragons and planets stuck in tidal lock. But, uh, Maybe it's cool. I think it's cool, but... Yeah, it is cool. But maybe they do take themselves a little too seriously. I don't know. Well, so after this album, maybe maybe to touch on that, after this album, they lost their, their drummer. Their drummer quit. His name was Trevet Wingo, which is a cool, cool last name. That is a cool last name. And he cited uh, exhaustion, just mental and physical exhaustion from, I would guess, touring and just recording. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's a sign that like maybe they take things a little too seriously. I don't know. Um, um Probably. But you you don't go nowhere without having some sort of serious nature. You know, what I mean, if you're not serious enough about it, yeah, you won't yeah. go nowhere. And they they had some success. They were able to tour around the world for years and years and years. So, which is interesting. How do you a band like this get? You know what I'm saying? Isn't this just so? I mean, they toured with Metallica for a while. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how you get in. You get in with the big bands first. Mm-hmm. Probably. It seems pretty normal. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Let's keep going. This next song that I picked, it, um, I like this one a lot. I mean, I picked it. So yeah. I guess it works, right? Um, this is from that um, apocry- Apocryphon. Apocryphon? Yeah, it's like a, it's not like an instrument, like a xylophone. An apocryphon. It's it's apocryphone. apocryphon. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I imagine like buying a xylophone and painting it like matte black. It's like, this is the apocryphone. Yeah. <laughs> and put a distortion pedal built into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What what metal could you use to make it sound really like? I mean, loud. as long as you had, as far as like to make it sound like dark, and epic. Yeah. Just I mean, low notes would be bigger, bigger tone, bigger tines. You know what I mean? Just make them really thick, because all cool. the the mass of the xylophone tine is what makes it the t- the pitch. So if you just double the thickness of everything, it'd go down an octave. That'd be sick. So just like four times thick, which be just two just octaves down. Xylophone, oh. dude. There's an idea for a metal people, dude. There people would get on that so fast, bro. If you had a metal <laughs> metal xylophone. xylophone. People would be losing their and minds. Matt Black, everything. That'd be sound. I bet that sounds super freaking cool. How can there's we do a, that? There's an Instagram artist that I that I follow. Um, she plays her harp through pedals, 
and some of the dude, some of the distortion she gets out I think it's crazy because those low notes are fat. That sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, those things. And what's cool is that like with the harp, there's so much resonance frequency because the whole thing is so connected with one big hollow body. Yeah. And so like you touch a high string and it makes the octaves down resonate. And so there's just <laughs> these octaves. It's so it's fat sounding. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's we gotta invent the metal xylophone now, dude. Yeah. Stuff Pickups installed in there and. Just, yeah. Ooh. Would you do? Could you do? Would you do pickups? Yeah. Well, I mean, so so going back to all them witches, um, their pianist or keyboard player played a Fender Rhodes piano, and that's different from other electric pianos in that instead of being like computerized, like a synthesizer, where it's like you hit the key and that triggers a a programmed computer in the in the keyboard, it's it hits hits a metal tine with a hammer like a piano. And that's attached to a pickup. There's one big pickup with 88 magnets. Whoa. Then that, so yeah, so it's just one big long pickup, um, and so it, that you can in, like uh, influence like a guitar in some ways. You know what I mean? It sounds dope. So yeah, you can just attach one of those to a big old xylophone, thick, thick old tines. That'd be dope. Yeah. You could play the some sweet stuff, dude. The apocryphone. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, the sword, for that it. for that idea. <laughs> well, let's let's. Go on. Yeah, I think we got two. No, we got two from the next album. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, this, but this one. This one I would say is my favorite album. Nah, I don't know. The next album's great too. Yeah, this one's Veil of Iris is what I picked. Veil of Isis. Isis, sorry. You're all good. Isis, like the like the Egyptian the god, group. like the what? Oh, terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Iris, like the Goo Goo Dolls song. Yeah, Iris. <laughs> um, yeah, Isis, the Egyptian god, but also ISIS. the terrorist group. Yeah, I think I think they were professing their beliefs in Isis. <laughs> the terrorist yeah, yeah, yeah. group. <laughs> All right, let's go here. Va- veil of Isis. <laughs>
that's some riffs right there. <laughs> that's those like when the when the drums come in halftime and it's just doomy as hell. That, yeah. That's a good like I enjoy I could go to a rock metal concert, whatever that was. Um I liked that. There's a lot going on there. It's a good, good Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, it's I when like we went there like, people were going. It's not like melting ham. your fucking face, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. It's more like just fun. Yeah. Dude, and so that that's their new their new drummer. I mean this this, this is the first album with their new drummer. His name is uh Jimmy Vela the third. Jimmy Vale. Vela. V E L A. And uh, I think dude, great, great drum sound in there. That was cool. Um Yeah, found out um the album was recorded on analog equipment, which is way cool. Got to give props to that, yeah. as we said before. One thing I was noticing, and I kind of realized that, that it's been the case for all the songs you listen to, I wouldn't say any of the guitar soloing has been like big extended guitar solos. Like, no. you know, they're, they're kind of just short, sweet to the point. Yeah. Um, but once again, like I said, not like shred your face off. They're just yeah. tasteful, Yeah. which is kind of like weird to me. I feel like they would, they would have some kind of long solos. Like I, I, I associate this kind of Heavy rock with long guitar solos, but not with them. Yeah, we not are. their thing. Yeah, no, I like it. You were you were uh, studying some Egyptian stuff. Yeah, over we were looking here. at Egyptian stuff. Um, because ISIS, I was looking yeah, at what I who ISIS was, and she's like the OG, the OG. Yeah, what where do, is ISIS? Could you compare ISIS to like a Greek god or a Roman god that I'd be more familiar with? Like, well, it sounds like she's a classical Greek. So okay, it's like God as well. Or let's see. Let's see. I think that's just saying um, how they oh, would say in, in Greek. Yeah. Um, let's see. Major uh, goddess. The Isis was the first mentioned in the Old Kingdom. See, but is she like the the, the woman the god? She's the wife slash sister of Osiris. Okay. And Osiris is the god of fertility. Agriculture and afterlife. The yeah. dead. Okay. Like is, is Osiris like the Jupiter or like the Zeus? I don't know. Do you think they even talk? Do you think they'll even compare? Yeah, I was saying, or am I just totally off base with no, thinking I think this? I think I just don't know how I would. I guess I could. Maybe, maybe I'll look up while we're doing this. Um, we're gonna get off of the sword into Egyptian. The Greco-Roman era. So Roman goddess. No, I think it's saying like w- like the Greeks and Romans conquered Egypt for a while. Like Egypt was part of the Roman oh, okay. Empire for a while. Um, let's look up Egyptian. Osiris. Let's just look. God hierarchy, like. Um, who is the the top of the gods? Okay, it looks like Atum Ra is the top. Okay, so Isis is like fourth tier down, it looks like. Okay, so she's the same as Aphrodite. That's what it says. Okay. Interesting. So Egyptian, Isis, Greek, Aphrodite. Okay. Apollo, Horus. Okay. Ares. So what can you can you tell me um Osiris? What Osiris sure is? Can. Yeah, let's pull it down there. Sure. Greek, um, Egyptian. Okay, Osiris right there. Yeah. Dionysus. Okay, and Dionysus was one of the big, not not the top ones, you know, not Zeus, okay, um, yeah, Hades, God, or God of Grape Harvest, yeah, making orchards. Okay, food, interesting. Fertility. So it looks insanity, like uh, God of insanity. Whoa, that's a, that's a cool thing to be the God of, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm looking at a family ecstasy. tree according to Egyptian gods. So, um. Osiris and Isis, yeah, were siblings and also, I guess, spouses. And their child was Horus, yeah. who's like the falcon. Yeah, the eye of Horus, right? Yes. He's the same as Apollo. Apollo, okay, sure. Olympian deities. The sun, right? God of the sun. He would bring the sun up in his chariot. As a god of archery, music, and dance. Hmm. 
The cinnamon, cinnamon light, yeah. Cinnamon light. Mm-hmm. Horace is the dude that's always portrayed with the, the falcon head. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, super cool. So I, I mean, in this album, they said they like deals with a lot more metaphysical stuff, like afterlife, things like that. Um, and I guess they they were saying the veil of ISIS is supposed to like kind of be about when portions of reality are hidden from your view, like when you, when your perception of reality is not actual, like accurate. And when that veil is pulled up, kind of like moments of, of kind of realization of how things actually are. Mm. So interesting little little tidbit on what they were kind of aiming at for that one. Yeah, it's cool stuff. But I like I like the I like the use of. I mean, maybe it goes more into how they take themselves yeah. too seriously as well. But yeah, I, dude, I I think learning about um, ancient religions and cultures and stuff like that it informs your your storytelling abilities so much. The other day I was watching a video actually. See if you can find Prometheus on the. I think Prometheus was Greek, like. And tell me, what he? Okay. No, he's. Uh, is it is it Greek? Yes, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Um. But like, dude, this the different stories of Prometheus. Like, there's different accounts of it. Like, depending on which era and which which Greek author you look at. But some of the things are so interesting about like what how that informs you about the greeks view of the world like if saying like what what they tr- they valued in life kind of thing like prometheus being this person who in some aspects like betrayed the gods okay. and was like i love humanity so much that i'm going to steal from the gods knowing they're going to punish me for eternity prometheus gave man the fire, fire. yeah but like if, depending on which like i don't know how much you can go into but like in some retellings He's almost like instructed by the gods. It's almost like the gods say to him, "Like mm-hmm. you are, your your destiny is to do this, yeah, and we have to punish you for it. But it will be so much better for humanity that you have to do it." So is he Jesus? Like, and and so yeah, like in a lot of ways, if you're if you're like ascribed to the whole idea of that that like Christianity is in some ways informed by more ancient religions. Then, like, yeah, uh, Prometheus is in some ways like the Jesus figure of ancient Greek religion. He's the guy that was tied up and the eagle came mm-hmm. and ate his liver every day. Uh huh. And and uh, there's actually goes more into it. I can't remember. Like, it's been a long time since I watched the thing, but I'll, no, maybe no. I'll send you the video. Like, this guy was basically going into like what the, the there's two major versions of his story of Prometheus, and the differences explain a lot about how Greek culture viewed the world and how it cha- how their view of the world changed, hmm. what they valued. Like what they thought was a heroic and valuable quality in a hero. Super interesting stuff. That is interesting. About as interesting as this photo. Whoa, dude. That is brutal. That is very brutal. <laughs> and then he and then he's a god, so he just gets healed up again uh-huh. every day. Mm-hmm. We're looking at a photo. Like a of, yeah, painting. a vulture. Wanna, or, uh, I'll look up this afterwards. And we'll let's want to talk about epic, epic paintings. Um, I was looking at. I, was, um, I decided that I was going to try to read... Paradise Lost. Okay. And that's a book and a half. Oh yeah. The new writer is blind. Huh? I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure um what are the guys name? I'll think of it in a second. John, John Milton? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was blind and he wrote it. And he would come up with the next portion of the story and have a scribe like basically every day she would come in and write and he she was like I guess he was um adamant that she'd be there on time. He's like, because I know exactly when I I have the story in my head, I can't forget it. She's like, so you better be right on time every day when we, we are there to write. I will tell you what I have thought of. And he's like, he had the whole thing planned out. Uh, and and she'd write it down and then she'd come back the next day. That's so wild. yeah, he didn't write it himself by hand. 
epic epic poet. Yeah. Um, that's but even so crazy. You're gonna read that. That's even crazier to think about because, from what I remember, that that whole thing's an iambic pentameter. Yeah, maybe. I think the whole book is. Uh-huh. Which is crazy. Oh my gosh, dude. Um, but anyway, looking at, um, reading that book, thinking about reading that book again, because that's about the fall of fall of man and right. and Satan, and there's some like gothic like painting oh my gosh pull up. they're so freaking cool but let's let's keep we'll play yeah and I'll play i got, I have, I have a, a brutal painting i gotta think actually it goes back into greek uh religion as well if i remember the one i'm thinking of but um yeah keep going we got one more song left right two no two okay that's right yeah, yeah, two yeah. from the same album uh-huh mine's tears like diamonds and then right after the next song after that is mist and shadow do you want to go so back to back or no yeah they're, well, uh well let's oh let's, they're let's, not back to back no they're back to back okay yeah yeah, yeah. What's who's Jay who's Jay Robbins? So Jay Robbins was the producer of that just that album, and I don't know why he's listed. Like he maybe, only he he only produced that album, but I don't know. Like he sued for. Rights. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm kind of thinking maybe like he wanted that was rights. part of the the um deal going into it, or, or maybe afterwards if some kind of breach of contract. I have no idea. Yeah. But yeah, he was the producer. Um. Well, word. Let's let's play. He's Tears, for other, Tears like yeah. diamonds. I like this song a lot too. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Tears like diamonds. Oh 
I mean, yeah, that's I think we're at this point steadily in rock, ter- not like metal. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it sounds very like Thin Lizzy to me. Um, in some ways, like hard Leonard Skinner, and some like I don't know, like okay. that's maybe that's not quite okay. a southern, but um, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's cool stuff. No, I like it. Tears like diamonds, and like it's maybe not the voice isn't what you're shooting for. Sure, but it's you know jammy rock music. Yeah. And you mentioned Osiris again, so there's another Egyptian. That, I think it was the first, second line talking about Osiris. So another connection back to ancient Egypt, which is cool. It's cool. Obviously, they're like Egyptian stuff. Yeah, it is cool. I like that stuff too. Yeah, it's really fascinating to think. And maybe growing up in Utah, it's kind of wild to think about the. Um, I don't know, just how, how expansive religion is, and it has been, and, yeah. and how old it is, just oh, yeah. in general, and and people. Uh, this this culture definitely is just like a we're right culture. Sure. Oh yeah. Where maybe a lot of cultures are like that too, but um, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to how diverse things have been over the history. Like yeah, think about, like, yeah. It's very it's very interesting. You know, I think about sometimes is like so in Utah specifically, but also elsewhere. Like let's fast fast forward ten thousand years. Okay, all humanity is gone. As far as like the the people, there's no more people around. Let's say it's at some point in the future, okay. and some other civilization or group of people makes it to Earth and walks around the Earth, kind of trying to figure out, oh, what was this place? There's there's things around that look as if they aren't natural. Like basically saying, oh, there's evidence around that something was here that built this stuff. Yeah, um, and they go into let's say they find Utah. Well, what temples. was Utah? Or, the, or, or like churches, you know what I mean? And they look at the pictures on the wall like, who is this dude? Yeah. Pictures of Jesus or sure. Joseph Smith. Or they go to Rome and they see all these sculptures, these dudes with, with leaves over their the dicks. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, huh, what is all this stuff? They go to the Middle East. It's like, well, I guess there's no pictures of Muhammad, but I guess that kind of defeats the purpose. But all these, you know, Mecca, they go to Mecca like, what is this? Crazy place here. There's no pictures of Muhammad. I didn't know that. That's that's one of the big sins of Islam is you can't make images of the Prophet. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's against their. That's a big big no no. It's like eating, eating pork. I think they're on the same level. Pork and. I think only thing above that it'd be like worshiping another god, like worshiping 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 a god besides Allah, and then after that is like images of Muhammad eating pork. Um, I don't know. Let's look it up. Not we'll doing look it up prayers. Yeah, well, but but yeah, we we were talking about. Brutal medieval pictures or brutal ancient pictures, at least the ones that I thought of. I sent I sent you um, in a text. I don't know if you can pull it up on your computer too, sure but can. dude, but yeah, so you were showing me some ones from. So these are in Paradise Lost. Okay, no, so these are the the what's the guy's name? John Martin. Well, John Milton, but yeah. Well, yeah, so no, but John Milton wrote the book. John Martin was an artist. Really, they have the same. It looks like a typo to me. If no, I no, no, guess. no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay. Um, this John Martin guy, um, yeah, he does very interesting some artwork for it. I guess the dark classics. Okay, but he does all from like different books. Writes, okay. he writes the story, paints the different stories. So, so these came after. So the book was written. Yes, and then this guy John Martin decided I'm gonna paint some of the scenes from this book. Yeah, in this black and white style. But dude, it's wild. Oh yeah, like, they're beautiful. I cannot. Yeah. Oh, they're beyond beautiful. But like the the, the, the the distinction between dark and light is and just the, the so contrast. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. Like, and I mean, I don't. Can you see what what medium? Like, is anyone here? It's like it looks to me like lead on pa- on paper. Charcoal. Yeah, like, or charcoal, charcoal on paper. Yeah, and dude, 
having gone it, to it, art school for like two semesters, hard. that is so charcoal, difficult. Charcoal, charcoal. I remember I did a Zeppelin picture um, of the fallen angel when I was in high school in charcoal, oh. and it looks like shit. Yeah, but it's man. so difficult to get those those distinct whites and lines. Yeah, how well you did, he does the lines. Yeah. it's nuts. But yeah, dude, this would be cool to have like all of these. Oh yeah, dude. From all twelve books, I guess. I think there's twelve books. Crazy. Um, but I mean, people don't have. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Art artists don't. It's a different this world. world. We live in a different world. And is it more sad? I feel like it. Can, uh, we'll yeah, just, I don't know. Stuff's just easier. I mean, look, so sen- look at the ones I sent you. Okay, yeah, I was gonna pull them up. And um, so the uh, top one, which is going back to some Greek. It's called Saturn Devouring His Son. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So I guess it's Kronos eating... Um, or yeah, Saturn and Kronos are the same. That's Greek and Roman equivalent. Okay. Eating um, not Zeus. But yeah, that one right there too. Go scroll down a little bit on the left. Sa- Saturn developing... Let's see. Titan. He's fearing each of the birth, the work, black pains. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't say. Okay, yeah, but scroll down a little bit and there's like another version that somebody else did it. That one right there. That's freaking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it's like a baby. Yeah, that's brutal. And then another one I sent yeah, I think it's called the Corpses of the DeWitt Brothers. I didn't look at the story of this one, but uh, it looks like some kind of like Viking torture of some sort. But like, I mean, look how brutal it is. That's wild. Yeah, dude. Hanging them upside down. And disemboweling, just yeah, just let it, let them drown in themselves. Craziness. So they look violent. Yeah, violence. Yeah, like like. Going back and it's like it's so interesting to see how what different things of different cultures inform us about what they valued and what they did, didn't value about life or about the world. Yeah, and I mean it's like the way the way that people choose to be violent is an interesting thing. Like it tells you a lot about society. Joan, Joan, oh whoa, Yo, yeah, whoa, kind of looks like you, dude. Maybe it is me in the past. Whoa. <laughs> Oil canvas painting by the Dutch gold artist Jean de Bon. Yeah. Shown dead, nearly bodies of brothers Johan. Johan and Cornelius de Witt. Hanging upside down. So whoever they were. Should we click on that? Yeah, look, look up who that guy is. Yeah, that'll, that'll inform what the actual story is. Dutchman's major political figure in Dutch so Republic. There's political guys. That's what it sounds like. Christian sea trade, blah blah blah. In touch for as a leader. Yeah, like that's crazy. Republican. He was a Republican. <laughs> Uh, Probably not the same kind of Republican. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> For him to Donald Trump, it's the same exact thing, dog. Yeah. They, uh, they believe the exact same stuff. One of the, these guys actually ran on the slogan of build a wall and lock her up. There's a different her, but they were like, yeah, lock her up. Joan of Arc, they were talking about, actually. Yeah. Dude, that's wild. Yeah. I wonder what they say. They died. He was 46 years old. Maybe that's, I feel like that's kind of maybe not too crazy back in the 1600s. Yeah, um, dude. But I wonder. I wonder what. Do you think maybe this Dutch painter? golden age painter? Oh, dude, um, that's the. Never mind. We don't have to talk about that. But that I wonder. I wonder up. if is this the same guy? You could look him up, but well, yeah, whatever. But I wonder who these guys were, then why they got disemboweled, and why we thought, hmm, they Let's did something this. so bad that we should. Hang them upside down and then cut them in and let them drown in their own blood. And then paint it. And then paint it. Yeah. And then like descriptively paint it. <laughs> like take uh, – how long – dude, I, it's cr- like to make something look that real. <laughs> yeah, I bet this guy had a real twisted mind after after painting this for how many weeks That's he had to paint this stuff. Insane. Yeah. And you can't mess up. 
how do you, you can't really like erase that. You know what I'm saying? Like I think oil, you can you can take it on and off. It's like it takes quite a while to dry. My mom used to oil painting when I was a kid. So you can just kind of like wipe it out. Yeah, well, I mean, it, like you basically just scrape it off a little little putty knife. Just, uh, yeah. okay. Take it off, mix it in a little bit, something different. If your color's not quite the way you want it, just put a little bit of blue in there. Oh, this is real. Uh, oh, active aggression of a furious local mob. Whoa, dude! They were taken by a mob and disemboweled. That's crazy. That's that's a hardcore way to die. Yeah, I'd say. They're accused of treason. Then his brother was Cornelius was accused of treason and arrested. Wow. Trying went to jail for their house nearby. Too. At the gate of I'm gonna try to read that word. They were lynched at the gate of Gefängnisport. Burgervacht. Burgervacht means like citizen watch, like a. You know what I mean? Like, what's that, those signs you see all written? Like, neighbor, like neighborhood watch. Uh, okay. The neighborhood watch. The the citizen militia, in a way. So I, we had a, I had a, a conversation with a friend. Um, Tyler speaks German, right? I had a conversation with a, a friend yesterday talking about your learning a new language. And we were talking about it, and I was saying the thing that I feel like I would struggle most with is when learning a new language to not compare it and translate it in my brain back to English to understand it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now he was like, that's impossible. You will always, no matter what. Um, no. And so tell because obviously he doesn't yeah. speak another language, so I want... So, to yeah, I mean, when I was in high school learning German, you would... That's that's always your first inclination. I mean, not always. For me, it's my first inclination. Learn every word that I want to know in German, try to memorize them, and, and then say them and over time you learn how, well the differences in grammar you know what i mean like like i'll just like i walk to the store in english we use our subject i the verb walked and then the object to the store like you know yeah and that's a past tense walk to be past tense um in german when they do past tense verbs there's there's actually two ways to do past tense you can speak or write and they use different words for both so if you're if you're speaking, you would actually it'd be more like I have walked to the store. They add an extra word in like have, but in in German it's I am to the store walked. That's they they would like it'd be ich bin. Um oh my gosh no it's been so long I zum um, oh my gosh zum Markt geläufen, I I am to the store gewalked is what they would say, and it, like over time you learn those those rules, and then the next stage I would say is you stop translating. You start speaking and you infer like, okay, well, if, if this is, if um, the verb to buy is kaufen and the verb to sell is fair kaufen, you start to say, okay, maybe, maybe the prefix fair is like to switch the direction of things. Like instead of buying, I'm selling. And so you start thinking, oh, maybe, that, maybe that's the case. And so you, you try it in different words and test your conjecture and say, oh yeah, it actually is. And then you have that rule in your head. It's like, if I want to switch the direction of something, you add the word fair before the verb. Yeah. And it's like, you just, just learn these rules and over time you just speak it rather than translating. Yeah, after a while you stop translating. See, and he was, he was in denial. He no. said that that's impossible. Yeah, dude, it's... Always, unless you were born into the... No, you can... I, I mean, I, I so spoke for three years before my mission translating it basically okay. and then... At, like, probably a year in the mission I probably was, was speaking and not translating. Do you think... So would you call yourself... Um, do you know German? Uh, we would uh, maybe not anymore. But yeah, did you know German? Did you know German to it the T? There was um, there was not something that could come up in German where you would be wouldn't know what the hell they were saying. I would say yeah. I would say, in some ways, like think of it this way, um, you, knowing English, 
you you learn slang. Like you 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 speaking speaking English as a native speaker, you use words that nobody else would use if they weren't a native speaker. Okay. And so you know English in a different way, but you also make mistakes that people that learned English formally wouldn't make or they would at least recognize. Yeah. Like so for example, there would be things um, that people Germans would say and I'd be able to recognize that's incorrect formally, but I know that's incorrect, but I also know that's that's the way they do it. Right. And so I could do both. Hmm. So in some ways I would say I almost knew it from both perspectives, having having yeah. spoken it every day and learning non every day and learning it formally. Didn't lo- didn't learn it growing up as a child. Right. I had to learn it without like I had to apply myself to learn it rather than just letting it happen to me. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I th- I think if you were to take somebody and like actually this is a good example. One of the guys that learned on my mission went to England on his mission. And he knew English better than I did in some ways. You know what I mean? Like I would say things and he'd be like, don't you mean this? And he'd be like, oh yeah, I do. But like, I wouldn't say it like I that. I wouldn't say it like that, but it would be more correct. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to just know. He was, he thought that I, cause I said, I, he's a master, he's mastered German. He said at, that at, at one point I and was, he said, yeah. No. He said, no, that's impossible. So. I would say at one point I was like, I don't know for sure, but like, I can't, I can't remember a time for the last year of my mission. I can't remember a time when someone said something and I didn't understand it immediately without translating it, that you I didn't, just, I, didn't, I was thinking it. in German. It was just a, I was yeah. dreaming in German. Right. I was, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Cool. Very cool. That was a, something else. Guy, this guy told me he went to um, where did he go? Ukraine on his mm-hmm. mission. I don't remember. One of those foreign, Russia, China, yeah. or not China, Japan. <laughs> I think it's ja- I think it was actually was Japan. Um, and he was struggling so hard with the with the the language, and he said. That his companion told him, the day that you have a the Japanese dream, then after that you will start to just get it. Yeah, that's I don't wild. know about that, but but, but, yeah, but it, it is but cool. That's, that's, but it's, it's cool, cool to wake up. And be like, oh yeah, that dream was in German. Yeah, that's gotta be. That's wild. Yeah, it's very wacky. That's yeah. Anyway, do you still have German dreams ever? No, I had a Spanish one the other day though. I'm learning Spanish. <laughs> that's pretty funny. All right, well let's play the last song. We went into deep, <laughs> way cool way off. Yeah, that was one. fun though. Um, last song's Mist and Shadow. And this song's actually in German. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. But I think this one has the most interesting rhythm, okay? Just, I don't want to necessarily talk about it if you don't think it's interesting. But when the drums get, it starts off with percussion. Okay. I want you, before the electric guitar comes in, okay. I want you to try to figure out where the downbeat is, okay? Okay. Okay. And see if you're right.
super dope. Yeah, that's some riffs right there. Yeah, I can't, dude, I can't right? I'm proud of myself. Yeah, that was right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. I when I first heard, it, I was like, it was the hardest thing for me to figure out when I first heard this album, trying to figure out where that that downbeat was. I like downbeats. <laughs> downbeats. Don't we all cool. did? Yeah, downbeats are cool. Yeah, dude, metal, metal, <laughs> baby. You don't want metal, dude. You know what else is metal? The Bible. The Bible's metal, bro. That's you know, but that's a cool idea, the concept. I feel like they going into the whole Egyptian ISIS kind of thing, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of metal. Like, dude, they, we were just reading about that too. Of that. The painting of the DeWitt uh-huh. brothers. Dude, that it's a real story. And they were in jail. A militia stormed the jail and then murdered them and mutilated their bodies and then partly ate their bodies. <laughs> the crowd ate them. What, what the, part do you think they ate? I don't know, but why would you? That's an ear. Like, what's that, what's that boxer? Mike Tyson. <laughs> the people got to be like, that's got to be like, is that the idea of bloodthirsty? Is that like <laughs> that, that the term comes from? Of bloodthirsty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. You just like kill the guy, and you're so just like you just blood oh, rage. Just ah, eat grab it. his just, nose and just yeah, bite his nose. <laughs> takes his liver out, just like eating his yeah. liver. What the wild? But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, we talk, the, the Bible is also metal, dude. Bible is very metal. There's a lot of metal out there. A lot of things you could write metal con- concept albums about. Uh huh. Maybe we should start a metal band. Mm-hmm. No, let's not do that. Let's not do it. Yeah, I don't want to do that. But we used to write concept albums, not as a metal album. You, I mean, as a yeah, metal we did. Band, a, we did some cool concept albums. Yeah, you write concept we albums. One. Yeah, we won. a little concept five five songs. It? I don't think so. we, we we played all five at our last concert. That was it. Yeah, but the it was, five it was phases. Five songs. Of, yeah, five phases of grief. Oh, that's right. Yeah, stages of grief. Uh huh. Do we remember them all? Um, I don't remember the songs. I know I we haven't recorded. Oh yeah, them. I know that was the only song we wrote that wasn't in either twelve eight or four four. I know that much. It was in one in seven. Cool. Yeah, it was it was wacky. Seven, I remember man. counting, trying to count that over and over in practice. Gavin got it, bastard. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, dude, the Bible. I don't know. I should actually talk to one of my companions about like more like that. He was a and he was a pianist and, and um, organist. So you're talking about like writing a, a symphony suite yeah. of each of the main stories of the Bible, trying to you know like the creation suite, yeah. the the Noah's Ark suite, yeah. the Exodus. I mean, yeah, they're trying to parting the waters of the Red Sea. Like, how how would you envision that musically? That's like trying to just as a symphony with no words. How would you make an audience envision those things? You're doing your best to try to say, oh, here's the story. Yeah, it'd be tough. Yeah, and then you get to the maybe the little like Samson. Like that'd be crazy pulling down the temple, not cutting his hair. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, weird for next week, man. <laughs> Yeah, I think we had a we had a good time with, with the sword. Yeah, the sword was fun. We kind of we kind of mentioned everything there's no about the sword in the first two songs, I'd say. Yeah. But then you know, like, we talked about like they they went from stoner sludge rock metal to like rock in the middle. I think Warp Riders is a rock up and then and then Apocryphon is metal again. Yep. And then more recent stuff is rock. It's they they kind of just like, you know, we like to write groovy riffs that are compressed and distorted out. Yep, that's it. It's cool stuff. It's cool. So what do we got next week, Alex? Next week we're doing the songs from the game Super Mario World. I'm, j- I'm joking, um, but I did look that up the other day. Um, from like an album? Well, no, just like the eight bit. Okay. The I love eight bit music. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah. Did you ever play Mario? Not, not oh, that. Dude. The old, old, is this the original Mario? Super Mario World. Uh, well, 
This is no. This is uh, like the one from like ninety one, ninety ninety one. Super Nintendo or Nintendo? No, this is the one like um, was it Super Nintendo? Super Nintendo, the Super Nintendo one, the one where you um, like you go into the. Le- I don't know. It's hard to describe. Okay, we'll we'll look it up later. But but yeah, uh, we're doing Wolf Mother, bro. Oh baby, are you stoked? I already know my three songs. I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't. But no, but for real, oh. I was like this week. I'm like, what should, I'm like, dude. You know what? I'm gonna surprise Tyler with something oh. super cool. My that first love. love. No, my second love of music, probably. Yeah, when I'm I was excited. Like, when I was like 14. Oh man, Wolf Mother, baby. I love them too. I had a couple in mind, but I was like, no. I think we're gonna. Their their later stuff is way good, man. Cause was it? Let's see. Yeah, I don't. Never mind. I'm crazy. Yeah, Wolf we'll Mother, get into baby. it. We're gonna baby. get into it. Wolf Mother's gonna be fun. It's gonna be, I'll, I'll be done by tonight. I'll listen to all their albums by, by the end of the day <laughs> for sure. That's funny. Okay, well that's next week, guys. We've been biscuits and groovy. Yeah. Thanks for having us, and we'll see you guys later. <laughs>